What's up, BC Papa's podcast? Back again, Joe. How you oh, doing? Man. Hey, Joe. Good, good. Yeah, so excited. We got Dave Speedy Gonzalez with us today. Hey, hey what's doing? up, guys? I'm good, man. You, you guys, you good? Doing really good. So, if you guys are listening, Dave is a fellow martial arts coach as well <laughs> as a fellow papa. So, yeah, your uh, your son, it's one year old. He's one year old now. Yes. Wow, how was the quarantine birthday party? <laughs> oh man, I don't know, but I'm just happy celebrating with him, man. But yeah. all my friends didn't come though. <laughs> it's not allowed. Yeah, you can't, right? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I saw some of your pictures. You know, it, it's such yeah. a weird time right now. You know how how have you been doing? Uh, you guys and the baby during this um, quarantine time? Very good. I mean, I'm um, spending time with this uh, little monster right here. It's like, uh, gave me frustration at the same time, um, giving me patience and uh, loving the full time being a father. <laughs> That's the dad life. <laughs> I know. And a dad bud too, though. I get a lot of weight. <laughs> Hey, yeah, I believe it. At least you're not bored. Right? <laughs> At least you're not bored. You're doing something. Yeah, that's good. That's yeah, long. Time in the family. yeah, that's right. Um, so are you already like teaching him basketball and teaching him like punching? Like, I you, know, you get so excited. I remember when I was I was a uh, a first a dad. Right away, I bought him. I, he left the hospital with like Jordans on. You know, I was always trying to put in his mind and Laker clothes. Wow. <laughs> so, what about you, Dave? Are you are you already trying to? I'm teaching. Him? No, I'm teaching him how to shoot a ball. With a bought him some uh, basketball ring, so I'm teaching how to shoot a ball. Teach him how to throw punches. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> love boxing though. <laughs> so. I mean, when I when I think of you, I I think of you. I mean, aside of being a friend to us and you know being our friend, you mm-hmm. know, I always think of you as a fighter. I mean, you've you've literally, I mean, almost done everything that they've that's available here. You've yeah, box, you kickbox, you've done MMA, you've done jujitsu and grappling matches. Yep. I mean, is that um? What was your first sport you got into like what what age and how did you get introduced to like c- competition well i was uh i was a, a basketball player before back in my elementary days and high school days so i was i was competing in upsea playing ball all the time um you know ball is life <laughs> back uh, then though yeah. <laughs> But uh, about go ahead. Okay. But this martial art thing that I get into is after college. Oh, okay. I, no, so, I mean during college, uh, second year college, I think. Well, when you were playing a lot of ball, like what uh, age did you start playing um, basketball, like organized basketball? Oh, around, um, I think 12 years old. Mm. I started 12 years old, yeah. And that was in school? Or in school. In like local leagues or, okay. School and, lo- uh, and local leagues, though. <laughs> like, 
in our barangay. <laughs> well, at that time, because, you know, now Bacolod has a lot of basketball clubs. At that time, uh, were, was there a lot of basketball clubs already? Were you a part of that scene? Um, I'm a part of a basketball club named uh, um, Stallions. You heard about that? In, uh, yeah, in, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Perreco and Michael Lim Basketball Club. Yeah. Uh, basketball so what, was <laughs> what was your experience like uh, as a young guy, you know, at that age, elementary age, um, being coached, um, being in like a, um, an organized program? What are your um, memories from that? Oh, man. Um, it's good. At the same time, I don't know. I'm, I'm one of the, you know, students that really don't listen to coaches before. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to tell you that that's the truth. But um, eventually, though, like growing up and this coach of mine, uh, Michael, really, really molded me into the person that I am now right now. To you know, um, listen. Uh, um, he taught me toughness. He gave me the basketball IQ that I need to compete. But all of that, you know, I, I mean, during um, during playing basketball before, all of that, I did that. All of that in high school, back 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 in elementary elementary days, though. I'm the weakest one <laughs> in the team. <laughs> you know what I mean? Back in high school, though, I did good. If you were saying, like, uh, you weren't that strong of a player in the elementary days, how, what kept you, like, a lot, a lot of guys, like, would quit, yeah. you know, or be like, ah, I'm one of the better guys, you know, uh-huh. I, you know. But so what kept you going even into high school? Like, what made you stick with it? Because of this big guys always beat me up in the court that motivate me to you know fight back <laughs> it just it just fuel my passion of playing and not giving up so really that fighter's instinct i mean was always <laughs> yeah. there even yeah. on the basketball court yeah man i think so yeah it's fun it's funny uh, um you know we're in martial arts now and sometimes People would ask me, oh, did you fight a lot, like, when you were young? And, and for me, I, I didn't at all. I mean, I talked a lot. But most of my, like, violent or, like, physical fights was always from basketball. Like, and a lot of times it was my own friends, too, people I already knew, you know. <laughs> but um, you playing through um, in high school – what was mm-hmm. it like? Was there a specific time or event or something that happened where you transitioned from, uh, like, not the one who wasn't listening to the one who was listening? Was there something that happened? Do you remember? Or I don't know. Um, there's one thing that my coach told me before that I, I was so hard-headed student and he told me that if I won't listen to him I should go home and you know play some other sports to play <laughs> the other team though but I love this team all my friends are right there so I have no choice to listen and then to adapt what he want me to do because I know he's be uh, all 
he's saying to me though is for my own good. So I just, you know, follow the lead, you follow him, and that's it. Was was there a point where you like followed, and then you're like, oh, it works. Hey, it is better like his way. Or was did that yeah, there ever is. happen? Yes, okay. there is. <laughs> there is. Like he told me how to do defense. I hate defense. Right. I just Everyone I love to shoot the ball though. But yeah. he he put me on the defense uh, defense mindset. He put right. me there, so I adapt on that until so, now. I, so uh, when when did you transition from like basketball to like what's your first uh, martial art? Boxing, right? I no um. Uh, MMA. Uh, there was a small yeah. gym back in um, Bacola downtown, Jam MMA. Yeah. So I trained there for uh, for like four months. I started training MMA, but the first competition in martial arts that I did is boxing. Mm-hmm. What, what, I did boxing twice. What what uh, what age were you in when you started? Oh, uh, I think 18 years old. Mm. Yeah, 18, 18 years old. So when you had that first boxing match, uh, where was that? Was it like a big event? Were there a lot of people? I mean, what was the situation that that came up? That was in the Pug, Pug Court Hotel back then. It's, it's still oh, wow. open. Um, and it's a big event, though. There's a lot of professional fighters there. We were in the amateur fights, though. Uh, was that with headgear and everything? Or yeah, was no headgear. Okay. Just headgear. So, and that was, um, how, like you said, you were training MMA. Did you have to change your training to be specifically for boxing? Or, or like, how, how did you prepare for that first boxing match? Oh, I, I switched team. I mean, I switched gym. I know this guy, okay. Rance. You know, you know Rance, right? <laughs> yes, I, we know him. <laughs> Spy guy. <laughs> so he was. He, <laughs> he fought once in boxing. <laughs> he fought once in boxing, though. He was. Yeah. He already done training with the, uh, with this team called Stable Boxing Gym at uh, Guanson Stable at Man's uh, Going. Morsha Mansalingan, Brangai Mansalingan, though. So I asked him if I could train there. So he brought me there, and then, and then I trained there for a month, and then I never train. I never trained MMA after that because I was focusing wow. on my striking game. So after a month, there there will be a competition, and the coach asked me if I want to compete, and I said yes. Because I've been doing a lot of sparring. There's a lot of good guys there. So I want to, so, you know, I want to. <laughs> when you met Rance at uh, the MMA gym? Yeah, yeah. Rance, Miko, Char, Coach Char. Right. The, the OG guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the OG guys. Chester. Well, yeah, Chester, so... one of the best guy I ever met. One let, of let the craziest guys I've ever met. <laughs> yes, man. Oh, sorry. Yeah, we, yeah, for sure. He's one of those crazy guys. You know? <laughs> but uh, I think we all can say that. But uh, um, he's also a dad now, which is great. Yep. Um, but so let's come back to the, the boxing. So um, 
you are used to, you know, when you play basketball, right? Mm-hmm. I would imagine yeah, I grew up playing basketball as well. And, um, you know, I wasn't the greatest player, but there's this thing in basketball where, like, you always, if you stick with it long enough, you always want to see where you stand. Mm. Like, you always want to be like, hey, I heard these guys are good. Let's play these guys. I want to see if, mm-hmm. where, where do I stand yeah. there? And so, is that when you first got to the boxing gym, and you were, when you asked Rance if you could go uh, do boxing as well to introduce you, was it already in your mind that at some point, hey, I want to get in the ring and just and compete and see what, what this yeah. is like? Was that? Yes, and, man. So then, and you come to your, your, I mean, you're fighting it. That's a big event if it's at the casino. Um, what was that feeling on that day and then going into the ring and did you know the guy you were fighting did you have like a game plan how did that work on your first time out first it's a peel out of time though like 10 times i was so nervous it's scary (laughs) though (laughs) for sure it's scary you see all the the fights before you getting knocked down bruises cuts so we got game plan too. Though. I'm more on a counter punch. Okay. So my coach told me to wave, and then, you know, the counter is uh, punches. But before entering the ring, though, I was going to back out. To be honest. Wow! <laughs> was, wow! I was hey, so scared. Though. Because you've only been training for a month. <laughs> then you go. Yeah! To- yeah! 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 I don't know how to throw punch that good, but this guy that I'm competing with, he's been doing this. For a long time, he was a, he was a kid though. I've been doing this like, you know, four months together with the MMA training and a boxing training. But right. this guy did a lot of time training in boxing though. I was so, so scared. What came into your mind? So you're on this um, uh, about to go in, or you're you're on the night of the fight and. You're having this decision in your mind that says, "Man, I, I'm I'm thinking about backing out." What was mm-hmm. the one that said, "You know what? I'm not backing out." Like, when did that? What was it that came into your mind that made you decide? You know what? I'm doing this. What, do you remember? I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to. You know, um, live my life remembering that decisions that I made. If I back out, that that will that will get gave me um, you know, bad dreams, nightmares. Mm, all of that right i'm wow. not into that so uh right. i entered the ring with my arms up all hard and then uh-huh. when the referee says go box i didn't move forward i stay on Whoa. my corner okay okay and I asked my coach what i'm gonna do and he said move man move and, and then <laughs> there it is there it is I danced so with that did, guy. <laughs> <laughs> how did tell us how the how the fight went? I mean, if you you know just the the um, the basis of the, how long was it? Uh, you know, and and how did it go for you? Um, it was three rounds for two minutes. It's nonstop punches because amateur fights, you have to punch as much as you can. So that's uh, how you so, score in the judges. Yeah, yeah. So I was telling you now, right? I'm a counter puncher. I don't throw punches that much. But this guy always come forward, though. So I was like backing up and then throw some hooks, check hooks, and it worked for me. And then I knock him down once, and then my confidence went nice. up real quick. Yeah. So mm-hmm. my coach told okay. coach told me that go, 
I mean, finish him. I didn't finish him though, but it's good. Though. It's good experience. So I I got black eyes. My nose bleeds. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> so I survived though. I survived. Well, when you finished the fight, what was in your mind? What was the feeling after it was over? Satisfying, man. Satisfying. I want to compete after that. I want to compete after tomorrow so, if there's competition. I want to compete. <laughs> it's addicting. So it, it made you want to, like, you knew that you would do it again or you desired to do it again once mm-hmm. it was finished, you know. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, and after, did you fight right away in boxing again after that? Yep. After like three months. And then I uh, uh, competed at Gaisano City in Bacolod. That, that was my second time, and I lost. <laughs> okay. What, what did that? What was the? What was the feeling in that? Was it different than after your first fight? You know, after going through, um, you know, a loss. Like, what? What was the feeling after your second fight? The second fight is I'm all alone. Though my coach has a fight. Abroad, so oh. I have to go there alone. With I mean, not alone, but to another coach that I'm not training with the whole oh. time. So I have to adjust what he want me to do. But he's a good coach, though. He's a good coach. He's a good fighter. But you know, if you you you're having this um coach that you working with the whole time, and then they switch it to another man, it's like blows up. I was scared. I was, you know, I, I can't even move my feet. And then this guy, this is his first time competing and my second time. And this kid really, really gave all to me, you know. He, he beat me yeah. up. I, I didn't throw a punch. I was scared, man. I, I, think, wow. yeah. I don't know. Because, because <laughs> preparation sometimes is a big uh, is a big part in like confidence. If you don't, if you think uh-huh. like there is something that's you're not ready, like, oh. if, for example, like a coach leaving you or a transferring coach for it, it takes mm-hmm. your confidence. So it will reflect on your performance. So sometimes, sometimes those things are are really important. You know, like in the preparation yeah. for the fight, or something like that, right? Yeah, that's right. Well, so you, since that time. Um, you've done. You started with boxing. You're after, like I said, you've done kickboxing, MMA, mm-hmm. jujitsu. I mean, after what was your first uh, type of fight that you fought that was not boxing? Oh, so after boxing twice, and then I went back to Shar, and I went back to MMA gym. With Shar. Yeah. I mean, Shar is with Chester that time. So I um, came back to my old gym, the Jam MMA, trained there. And there's this uh, bar fight at Dagout Bar before. Yeah, Con- oh, yes. okay. uh, yeah remember that? Yeah. They I contact. Think, uh, this is the first time we watch you fight, I think. Is it, is it, yeah. is it that we're, we're together with, uh, we're watching this, John, right? Or um, I think so. I. I'm not sure. I mean, we've watched a lot. I mean, since I've watched a lot of these. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean <laughs> this was raining. I remember, if I remember. Yeah. That was the raining yeah. time? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so how, so how did that go 
when you got you got approached to join that? Uh-huh. How did that work out? They contact my coach, my old coach, if he he got some students that wants to compete. So he asked us though. We 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 like ten students right back then. So when he asked that you, who wants to compete MMA, so I just raised my hand. And then that's it. I was the only one raising my hand there. You were the only one who raised <laughs> yeah, <man>. Come on, Char. <laughs> no, no, Char wasn't there. He was, he was with Chester. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then now I don't have any jiu-jitsu coach. I was just training right. for okay. kickboxing, for, t- uh, for okay. the takedown defense. Because we, that old gym of mine, Jam MMA, is not that good at jiu-jitsu. But my good okay. old friend, not that old, good looking. I'm just kidding. Char, <laughs> Char, you know, um, uh, asked me if I want to help. Then I said yes. The Chester didn't notice, and anything. Okay. Char would go to the gym, gym, and then train with me, teach me how to, you know, um, escape from the. If if my guy take me down or the escapes on the sprawls, I just wanna ride there to continue my striking with that with my opponent. So I was working with Shar the whole time. And then actually Shar has uh supposed to compete with me that time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, with um Anton Gakoma, I think. That's the guy that Shar gonna compete with before. So Okay. They switched to you know from a guy from Cebu, and then sh- they scratch out Char. I was the one who you know got the opponent, and then that's it. The coach Char really helped me in my MMA career. Nice, <laughs> nice. He's coaching a long time now. <laughs> yeah, it's my good. It's, well, it's my big brother <laughs> ever since. When you um were getting ready for the MMA fight. Now, you've already had um, boxing matches, mm-hmm. um, experiences, you mm-hmm. know, wins and losses. So what, is there a different, same feeling again going in, or is it different uh, because it's a different uh, sport? I, I, you know, just curious, because I mean, we really, I don't have experience it's in it. different. So I, I'm, I'm I wondering, mean, like, yeah. It's different, man, because there, there's takedowns, Kicks. I don't know how to kicks. I don't know how to throw a kick before. I just okay. know how to throw punches and then sprawl. I know how to do guillotine, but not that good. <laughs> Arm bar, right. not that tight. But I was. The difference is that I was so scared, ten times. Okay. Than uh, in my boxing, more, okay. yeah, boxing matches. So. And is it? Were, because you had the um, earlier, like, more experience in striking, just, I mean, strictly striking, did you feel, was that your game plan going mm-hmm. in? Like, hey, I'm going to try to knock this guy out. Mm-hmm. Or, you know. So I was just, uh, the game plan is stand up, not to take him, uh, not right. to be taken down. I just, just to stand up, brawl with that guy. So I did, I did that for the first round. And he... Mm-hmm. While doing it, I talk a lot. 
I, was, uh, I don't know. <laughs> really? I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. The trash talking is in my jeans. So I hope my son won't <laughs> get any of that, though. <laughs> <laughs> you hope he won't. <laughs> I hope so. I hope not. I hope not. That's your trade, man. Yeah, no, you know. You, oh, man. Sorry. I'm a good guy. So, I'm a good guy. Let me ask you this. Is that um, a lot of times we see trash talk, um, you know, of course, coming from basketball, but you see uh, like um, stuff like that mm-hmm. and uh, also combat sports before fights, during fights, mm-hmm. after fights. But a lot of times, sometimes it's emotion, um, but <clears throat> excuse me, sometimes it's a strategy for you during the fight. Is that trash talk strategy or is that emotion? Is it what is it when it comes out? What is it usually? I mean, for me, it's a mi- mixed emotions, you know, it's emotions and a strategy for me. It just, you know, okay. it just came out when the guy hit me twice. And my, you know, my leg hurts because he was kicking me the whole time and then taking me down. And then I was, and he gave me all the pressure. And, and I said to myself that, uh, damn it, I'm going to talk to this guy. Yeah. And so I did. So, <laughs> so I told him, is that all you got? That's it. I'm, I'm, to be honest, I'm being, uh, I'm being bad in the ring. Talking trash all the time to my opponent. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, it's like the other guy out doing, doing that sometimes. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, every time you hear me, I'm just. Oh, yeah. So I just. Psych him out. I tried to intimidate him, but. Right. But I did. I mean, it's a part of the gamesmanship. It's a part of. I mean, it's a part of it. You're, mm-hmm. you're. I mean, when you play any sport, when you play to win, you know, you're looking for within whatever I'm allowed. I'm gonna try to get any advantage I can. Yeah, man, to survive. You know, you're trying to get as far as to the line. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and I think that's uh, you know. That's what people who want to win do, you know, mm-hmm. and, it, and and sometimes it's, uh, you know, you're you're doing something sometimes to build your confidence. Yep. Sometimes you're doing something to knock the other guy's confidence, <laughs> yeah. like whatever that is, if that's physical, if it's verbal, like, I mean, those are your options, mm-hmm. right? You know, you're either building yourself up or bringing the other guy down. And I think that, um, you know, I think also for me, like when it came to like uh, like basketball, for mm-hmm. instance, and which was more, I was more likely to uh, talk a lot. Was I also there's also um, like favorite like players that I had, and that's what they did. So <laughs> yeah. it was like I'm gonna try to do what he does, you know, because that's what I'm emulating. Now, growing up, and you know, even now. Do you have um, favorite? I mean, could be boxers, MMA guys, anybody like any either combat sport athletes or athletes that you try to emulate in some way? Yeah, it's AI. Alan Iverson, nice. man. But the the difference between us, I love practices. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> practice. Talk about practice, but but, you know? <laughs> but I but what what did you what did you love about Alan Iverson? I mean, I love him too, but I'd love to hear your your point. He's of view. so tough, man. Did you did you watch the 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 NBA Finals with the Lakers, the David and yeah. Goliath thing? 
AI versus Shaquille O'Neal. Man, that was that was crazy, yeah. man. After after the fir- uh, the the game one, Iverson put ice on his body, all of it. Yeah. Because you know one, I I love Iverson, man. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, Dave. Let me. How does it? AI really um a big factor to my career and for my my confidence, though. So I always you know do the crossover everything did in NBA. And then talk trash in the court to the. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> but I think the the one of the main things um, for me that characterized uh, AI was really that he would never back yeah. down from anybody. That's true. You know, and he, um, you know, he went after Mike the first yep. time they played. I mean, it was his hero, but it's like this is what I came here to do, and I mean. You know, Allen Iverson is, uh, he was so small. And uh, he used to play football. Mm-hmm. And he was small, you know, for, for that. And he just and he just carried that mentality with him whenever he went. And I, I think when you look at people, like Allen Iverson is a basketball player's favorite player. Mm-hmm. You know, there's fans yeah. who like guys. And then if you ask um, people in the league, you know who's your favorite guy? If they're playing, they you hear Allen Iverson. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, it's so funny. I remember they said Allen Iverson. They asked him who his favorite player was. Like if he didn't have his game, whose game would he have? He was like Latrell Sprewell. <laughs> <laughs> that guy is tough too. <laughs> another, another tough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, another exciting guy that is like you know doesn't back down and you know. Yeah, kill the coach. <laughs> like, uh, like, because I think it's, it comes with like uh, if you play like a sport, for example, like basketball or something, you know, any sport. I think if you've done it since you were a kid, and then you you have that like um, uh, when you're young and you build that, you have that confidence. Because when when everybody starts at you, you guys are everybody starts young, mm-hmm. and you're the kind of guy who's or they're afraid of when you're younger. Mm-hmm. You carry that throughout. It doesn't matter if you were uh, you're good enough when you're older, or something, but you carry that like you know what I mean, like a big uh, swagger or something. Mm-hmm. Like you're because you have that confidence. So sometimes, like these guys like Iverson, he, he he played football and stuff. I think he has that edge mentally that he's like uh, he, he won't back down. You know what I mean? So those kind of things like help. Like uh, help the confidence. So because when I started playing basketball when I was young, I already did like a little bit of martial arts, a little bit of like I don't know, like uh, you you have that like edge in your mind that I can do other sports because I'm confident enough. I can try it. If I fail, it's all right. But I'm confident. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's that's uh, I think that's the mentality. I think yeah. Well, I mean, you're, um, I feel like once you get used to competing, Mm. there's a desire on some level to do that with most of your, um, the physical things you're pursuing. Mm -hmm. Like you, you want to see, I mean, you just want to test yourself, you know, and I mean, of course, some people are really, I, I think there are difference between competitors, fighters, athletes, and things like that. But the thing that um, that does uh, cross over with all those 
those different categories is you, you are active. You want to do something. You want to see try. where yeah, you're mm-hmm. at. You yeah, want to yeah. try. You don't just want to be in the stance. That's right. Know, That's know. right. And, 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 and then I think then you have competitors that are mm-hmm. fighters. You have fighters that are also athletes. You have all of that. And I mean, you have a mixture of that. Like you can pick in any sport, any training thing that there's kind of different levels of attitudes, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and you can all get along and, and, but you're there for a little bit different reasons, but, but the, those same type of people have something that people who sit and just watch and just uh-huh. talk that those guys don't yeah. have, you know? Um, so, I mean, so as a dad yeah. now, you know, you're of a one-year-old boy. Yeah. And you're, I would imagine, like, you know, like Jojo and I, you, you have dreams and thoughts about your son and what, what you want him to experience. How does that, um, we, we always hear some type, sometimes like fighters will say, uh, I don't want my kid to fight, I don't want my son to fight, or I want him to, or, I mean, for you, even though it's just a year old, what's in your heart to have him experience? Um, he would do martial arts. That's for sure. Because me and his mo- and his mom doing it. So he would do martial arts. He, he can choose boxing, kickboxing, Muay Thai, Jiu-Jitsu, whatever it is. He can do that, but I don't want him to compete. <laughs> right. I want him to be a doctor, right. engineer, or astronaut, whatever he wants. <laughs> but the fighting business answered me. <laughs> but if he wanted well, to, though, be, so I, I'm still going to convince him not to. <laughs> right. I mean, of course, your kids, they're going to make mm-hmm. their choice. But, like, I mean, I think it is important for you as to go, hey, this this is what I would choose mm-hmm. for you if you want to ask <laughs> me. <laughs> yeah. um, it's, it's funny when, uh, you know, when I was, I just started uh, martial arts when my son was born. And I had already stopped playing basketball competitively, you know, and I was coaching basketball, but I was not uh, playing a lot. And um, my son, Judah, my first son, you know, started with jujitsu. And I never forced him to play basketball. And I got to tell you, man, he just chose it on his own. And then he's doing good. So, I mean, well, he's doing all right. You know, he he likes to work, but it's it's subliminal message. Because you're all the, be, all right? the behind you're the back dribbles and then teardrop rise kind of so nice. Getting, is it is it subliminal? <laughs> yeah, you give is it George. That's when it was born. That's subliminal. Oh, that's true too. You know that's I mean? true. <laughs> but I mean, you know, uh, my honestly, like, you know what I really wanted when he first started doing martial arts was I didn't want him to be mm-hmm. a fighter. I, you know, if he wanted to, that's fine. I was thinking like, hey, this guy, because he was doing Cup uh-huh. at the yeah. time. I was like. This guy could be like a stuntman. <laughs> Just let him do a stuntman. He got a lot of energy, though. <laughs> yeah. And then now, you know, he, he likes mm-hmm. jiu-jitsu, but he loves basketball. And my attitude is like, well, jiu-jitsu is always going to be there That's for right. you. Um, basketball will not always be there for you. So <laughs> go for it, yeah. man, if you want to do that, you know. So, but I mean, at the end of the day, as a dad, you start seeing, hey, I just want you to learn something from these things, you know, 
And a lot of times we we say, I want like I want you to learn something that I didn't. Mm. You know, I, I I don't want you to like if you were um uh if I didn't learn something through basketball, it took me like ten years till I'm you know twenty five years old to learn it. Hey, I want you to learn it at thirteen. <laughs> you know, I want you to be ahead of that's me. Good. You know, and I think that's what we think, but you know, we can't. It's really they're on their own their own terms and they'll figure it out but i I was funny we were on this um uh, zoom call with some of my friends from the u.s um and old friends and we were talking and we're talking about our children and i said man you know thank god for marcia my wife because they got this good thing from her like because they're half of me and half of her right and I, I tell them, like, we were all worried about our kids. But I said, when I look at how I was at that age, there's no way that my kids could be, like, more misbehaved than me. I was the worst kid in class. Like, these guys are good. You know? They're, they're, and I said, thank God for Marsha, because they'll never be worse than me. You know? So um, how is it being a parent now? I mean, just like you know, raising a, a child together with you know, well, I, how how is oh, for that? For me, it's scary now. For me, it's, it's scary. Like, um, I wanna, I want the best for my kid, for my son. So, I'm able to do that. I want to be the best person now to be a best role model to him. So, it's a, a yeah. big expectation to everyone. So, <clears throat> I'm doing it, and now I'm not going to tell you I'm not struggling, but I am struggling the whole time, especially this quarantine time. Man, I don't have work. No world's working for us. So, yeah. you yeah. know, I don't have any salary to provide, but the, the good thing is to save a lot of money before this lockdown. So, so I'm doing right, right now is um, full time father to be with my son the whole time, like I talk to him even though yeah. he can't understand it yet though. But um, I'm enjoying it, man. Except for the diaper thing. Good. Except for the yeah. diaper. <laughs> I tell you. So listen. Here's a funny story, right? So when oh, I was uh, first, uh, Mark and I first got married, or, or like we were uh, uh, getting married and we started talking about having kids, and I was like, hey, listen, I'm not going to do diapers. <laughs> She's like, yeah, no problem. I'll take it. You just you, you cook for us. I'll do the diapers. Boy, the minute that boy came out, I was on diapers. I was like, you tricked me. You said. So I didn't know it was like this. You better, you better do it too. I was like, man. It's not, not cool. That's a lie. You lied to me. <laughs> um, so you mentioned, you know, being a, a coach now as well as fighting. You know, you, you mm-hmm. fought very recently in a kickboxing match that we watched you. But you're, uh, you're working as uh as a coach as a fight coach and what is it like to uh, what type of students do you work with are you working with fighters are you working with people who are just uh, recreational people getting in shape like what type of uh people do you coach um i got one student that really wants to compete and then I got students that for recreation or for getting shape you know for, but 
in competition right now, though, I don't have any. But, but I coach my fellow coaches too, though, because, you know, I'm older than him, than more experienced than them. So I coach Raji, I coach him too. Coach Kenneth, I gave him advice from the advices from the old coaches like Adrian, Liana, uh, Mark Peronse, Michael Rigolado, all of that. I shared that. I shared it with them. So we're just helping, uh, helping each other. Is, is that something that you foresee yourself in the future more? I mean, um, one, do you see yourself competing more? And two, do you see yourself uh, um, coaching competitors more? Uh, I still want to compete. I still want to compete MMA or kickboxing, especially jiu-jitsu. I want to compete jiu-jitsu again. But if there's no competition, I will focus on coaching, especially for the, you know, for the street children. I want that to, you know, to add fuel to my passion to coach, to motivate other people, especially kids, I mean, um, help them reach their goals in health or whatever. Um, for me, I want to be a coach full-time. I want that work. I want okay. to own a gym, and I want to, okay. to, to coach the rest of my life, but I don't know. I, that's what I want. That's what I want. So that's awesome. I mean, when you say uh... – Okay, you said a couple things there. You said, you know, hey, I, I'd like to work with uh, children, mm-hmm. right? You know, children either off of the street or from uh, um, hard um, situations. Mm-hmm. And you said you wanted to um, own a place as well and coach full time. So, can I, if, if you are dreaming this in your mind, like, what does that look like in the future? Like, I mean, if you were in your gym right now and it was the way you wanted to be, like, what does the feeling look like there? If you can explain that and like your impact on these guys. Oh man, I can be there. Uh, I will be with them 24 seven, three sixty five. Like if I own this, if I, if I own a gym and then train fighters, that is stress-free, no depression at all. I swear to God, I'm doing <laughs> all right. <laughs> I don't want to do anything else but coaching. If I own a gym, if God gave me that opportunity, if God gave me that gift, man, I will treasure it forever. I will, you know, help other people as much as I can. <clears throat> do you feel like there are things that, since, again, we talked about you competing at a um, – young age in basketball mm-hmm. like do you see that as a possibility where there's like kids about the same age elementary age or things like that who who want to do you want to coach kids like at that level and who who want to explore um like competition in martial arts yeah man yeah it's good to me like like just what i'm telling you i love to coach i just love to coach i just love what i'm doing i told the world that well that I'm planning to have this, uh, to have to coach some kids back in my back home at Bacolod because I got this, I got, uh, I got this friend that wants to train MMA or boxing. So I told them that I told Noel that I wanna, I wanna uh, coach them, and Noel asked if I get paid for it, and I said no. 
Now, no, I said no. Well, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm doing this for my passion, though. Yeah. Well, now especially with like, the kids, for example, like I think, like that's a good, uh, like you're giving them like the opportunity when when you were young, you have the opportunity to like compete and stuff. Like for these guys, they don't have the, they don't have probably they have a coach, mm-hmm. they know where to go, they where to start. So you're giving them the opportunity. Maybe that's their path. Maybe that's like their uh, their uh, their way to like uh, get out of like trouble and stuff. So mm-hmm. maybe that's a good way of starting. Like maybe you can find your fighters from that, uh, from yeah. those guys. Because I've been there, like when yeah. you brought brought me to uh, at SDC yeah. and see all the uh, see all those kids, like from poverty to drugs, killing people. That's it. I see myself to them before, so I was I was involved in a gang, and I was involved in uh, you know drugs and and all. Though I was I was a survivor, so I wanna right. I want to, you know, save them as much as I can do or, you know, as much as I can help them, I will do it. Yeah, I think that the ability to share your experiences, your talents, your passions with other people and especially young people can always provide like an opportunity for them to make different yeah. choices you know you're it's like you give yeah. people options yeah. like you know when when you're not willing to share your experiences then people can't really learn from your experiences yep. but a lot of time we think that man who's gonna listen to what i gotta say or do i have something to give you know and i i, I think that I mean, that's one of the reasons why I do believe in sports and competition, because um, we get to experience when we, we compete, we get to experience working with coaches and being coached, mm-hmm. and we get to experience what it feels like for someone to to share something good with you or to believe in you. And man, it, it for me, like, I can't say I was a great athlete or anything like that. I did love to compete, but it's... I remember specific times when coaches or or players that were better than me or older than me told me things that encouraged me and uh, uh, affirmed me that of what I was doing. And and you know we're like we don't need a lot of it. It's great if you have a lot of it, but even those few things that people say to you, man, yeah. that can carry you yep. a long way. And yeah, I think that's true. That, you know when you open yourself up to doing something like this, you know, you don't know where it's going to take you, you know. Um, And I want to encourage you, Dave, you know, thank you for, you know, coming on here and thanks for sharing a lot of what you've been through. Um, You know, we're looking forward to this Nothing to Lose (laughs) Foundation program in the future where we can work together. Uh And, um, you know, we share your heart for working with those guys in need. Absolutely. Joe, do you have more stuff for Dave? No, that's it, man. I'm just excited because we don't have a lot of time. Just, I'm just excited that uh, you know, yeah. just to to hear it from Dave, like you know what he really wants. And, you know what I mean? So it's it's really good that like we have um, how do you say? we're on the same page. That's why I'm like, like you know what I mean? I, I have he has the heart 
to uh, to uh, do the stuff that we're trying to do. So, like, I'm really excited that uh, with this program that we're trying to build. Yeah. Thanks, Noam. <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, you got any last words, Dave, that you want to share before we, you know, publish this and send this out? I mean, you know, um, you know, again, thank you for taking the time to be on. And you have any last words? Oh, man. Um, thank you. Thank you for having me here, though. Um, it's been a while. I've been talking. I had not been talking to my friends because of this quarantine, but thank you. <laughs> Thank yeah, you, man. Thank you so much, man. <laughs> At least we get yeah. to talk. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, man. I'm lo- looking forward so, for uh, all the activities for N2R. I'm down with you guys all the time. That's for sure. You know that. Yeah, man. <laughs> yep. So if you guys are listening to this podcast, if you're here in Bacolod, you know, uh, Dave, Jojo, and I, and Char working with uh, Nothing to Lose Foundation to bring um, martial arts scholarships yep. to young people who are uh, elementary, high school age that are, um, you know, in the public school system here in Bacolod City. So if you guys are listening, if you have anybody who's interested in uh, kickboxing, Muay Thai, Jiu Jitsu, you know, if they're um, ages 10 to 16. You know, let us know and we'll uh, can start the process and, you know, see if they can get into the scholarship program. So that's it for today, guys. BC Papas. Thank you. <laughs> Thank Dave. you so much. Yeah, We're Thank, out. You. We're out. Thank you. Peace out. If you want to follow BC Papas podcast on social media, we have a brand new Instagram account called BC Papas. You can also follow BC Marshall and see what's happening in Bacolod City. Find out about where the good coffee spots are, where the good dessert spots are, and what we're doing to teach leadership through Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. The BC Papa's podcast is also brought to you by the Nothing to Lose Foundation, inspiring our leaders of the next generation. If you'd like to volunteer with the Nothing to Lose Foundation and know more about what we're doing here in the Philippines and in the United States, look at our website at n2lfoundation.com. You can also find us on Facebook at N2L Foundation and Instagram at N2L Foundation.